0: Well, you just said it, the word brand, you know, and and brand, one of the words describe that is is longevity and, you know, just being, you know, the, the direct response to ads guy. I mean, every business is unique, but the ups and
1: downs we experience as we launch and run our businesses are pretty similar. We're Harmon Brothers, the team behind pooping unicorns and other weird but successful video ads you've probably seen. We help businesses grow through unforgettable video marketing. And we're no stranger to tricky situations. In fact, we embrace them. The goal of this podcast is to show how your crappy circumstances could be the golden opportunity that leads to your next success. You're watching Poop to Gold. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today on the show, I have with me none other than Mr. Billy Jean, Welcome to the show, Billy. First of all, I, how do you
0: say it with a straight face? How do you how do you do the intro with a straight face and say "from poop to gold"?
1: <laughs> like, every time I'm launching my show, I would just be cracking up. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I I probably did through at least the first five or ten episodes. I I, I cracked yeah. myself up, but you have to remember that like you get a little bit numb to the word "poop" when you've done things like squatty potty and poopery. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, for those of you who don't know Billy Jean, Billy has become a little bit of a legend in the world of marketing, and so I. Well, one, I feel like this interview is long overdue. Um, I'm I'm really excited to have to have Billy here, and we get to spend a little bit of time and dive in and get to know Billy and the journey that he's been on to get to where he's at today. But before we get there, let's talk about. What you're up to today? So, Billy is the founder of Billy Jean is Marketing, and he has become an expert, particularly in Facebook uh, marketing, but really all digital marketing using video, right? So, so give our listeners kind of the 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 overview of what it is that makes you special and what you're up to today.
0: So. Without boring people, I'll get straight to it. So my background is agency, is direct response, Facebook ads, working with franchises, Orange Theory Fitness, Massage Gen V, Title Boxing, Kia, Dave and Busters. Like I was the guy that a franchisee would call and say, I need more customers and I would run Facebook ads to get them. So everything I did is kind of founded off of that. And I found that what really drives results are dope videos as y'all know better mm-hmm. than anybody on the planet is stories that sell. And so when I came into the game, you know, keep keeping it transparent and real, this about a decade ago, anytime you saw anybody on Facebook or online, the little right column ads, all you saw was old white dudes and everybody just kind of read like text or prompt videos. And I'm like, yo, this is boring. Like this is, it's cool. It's helpful. It's great. Not knocking it. This is boring. This might put me to sleep. I need to switch the game up. So I got a little tripod from Amazon and I just put myself on camera and I started doing these little entertaining videos and start to pick up steam. And it was really for me, the markets here, I need to do the opposite. So to transition to your question, what am I up to now? I'm doing the opposite. I just stayed up the, about a month ago and a little change. Um, I said, You know, my content's cool for direct response, advertising for leading entrepreneurs. I mean, we got 130,000 students in 75 countries, like all of that is cool. But as I want to transition to content for anyone and bring them into entrepreneurship and stories there, I was Mm -hmm. like looking through my history and I'm just like, it's all so social media entrepreneur. It's just so like in the little bubble. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not trying to play in the bubble anymore. It's been fun. It's been great. I need to get out. So I stayed up in my bed and I archived 1800 Instagram posts individually. Took them all off my timeline. Hit everything on my YouTube. Everything on my social right now is gone. And I'm completely redoing the way I do content. So, I haven't I haven't even told or to released it to anybody yet, but on May 1st, which is my birthday, I always want something big on my birthday. Uh, I have an entirely new content series. And essentially, I'll just say this, it's the journey of an entrepreneur, myself, and basically all the dark things that happen along the road. It's like two to five minute short films each chapter. There's 13 chapters in the first season, about the fourth chapter into filming right now. And let's just say it's 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 like many movies, mixed with entourage, mixed with billions, at like cameos from people that everybody will recognize. Oh,
1: That's this is exciting. Like, yeah. This, this yeah <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be like full-on TV series worthy stuff
0: so just imagine right like for the advertisers out there listening imagine like right now you watch an advertisement from most people in the advertisement lives right there like you watch it you consume it and then you're done with it you're not continuing to watch your ad the same way you watch Game of Thrones but what if there was what if you saw chapter one? got hooked. And the next time you saw my ad, you were craving it. What if you signed online to hope you got targeted by me because you want to see what happens in the next chapter? That's what we're looking to accomplish here. A series delivered through advertising that you just can't get enough of with production quality of that, of an, your favorite show on Netflix or something. So I'm really excited to to go at it.
1: Oh my gosh, Bill, Billy, you are speaking my language. I have, so I, I always tell the story about how, you know, when my partner Jeff Harmon made the original Aura Brush video and it was two and a half minutes long and everyone's like, you can't do anything with a two and a half minute video. It's got to be 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And so he goes to YouTube and says, can you give me a skip button? And YouTube's like, sure, we'll we'll try it. And they give him the skip button. And fast forward to today, that one little change took the power from the viewer or sorry from the advertisers and put it in the hands of the viewers and made it so that advertisers needed to start thinking about giving people something that they want to watch instead of something that they just have to watch or that they're stuck there for and now the next evolution is exactly what you're doing so all of you know our our streaming habits and everything it's all moved to Netflix it's moved to Amazon there's no more commercial breaks And so now advertisers have to think like entertainers and entertainers have to think like advertisers. Exactly. And what I'm
0: excited about is with the length of how we're telling these stories, two to five minutes, but shooting it like a film, you know, if you watch a 30 minute show, you get about like... You know, three good minutes of conflict and like you know, there's and then everything else is building towards the moment, right? With this, uh-huh. every chapter you watch is the best part of the show. So you just get best part after best part, and we're we're editing chapter three. I'll send it to you through text so you can kind of check it out. But like, I'm I, I'd I, love to. I, yeah, I haven't I haven't been like the last couple of years for me. It's felt like when I creating ads, it's work you know, like, you know, you know, the formula, it's just like, it, I lost the passion mm-hmm. for this is the first thing that has me up like the three o'clock. Oh, I can't sleep. Let me find the perfect song. Like it, the obsession came back and I needed it personally for myself, you know, cause as an entrepreneur, I kind of like, you know, hit this spot of a lot of things I wanted to cause it's time to reset the vision, create something bigger, more impact, more legacy, uh, more fulfillment. And I was like, I need to, even the the sides that we're showing in entrepreneurship are different because it's, you know, you, you see an ad and everything about entrepreneur is so positive, right? Oh, you're going to make a million dollars and all this crap. That's nonsense. And this series, it's dark. It's heavy.
1: So yeah. I, I'm glad that you're going to those dark places because that's exactly where we're going to transition this interview. You have some of those <laughs> very fresh in your mind. But before we do that, we're, we're going to dive into your backstory. We're going to dive into some of those, you know, poop to gold moments that that you've been through. But before we do, I want to I mention that the way you just described, like, advertising got boring. and And I think that's such an important distinction because entrepreneurs always have to start in the direct response world, which is like, okay, you know, I'm going to hook your attention. Then I'm going to present a problem and a solution and, and a call to action, build credibility, overcome concerns. Like that's the tried and true formula, right? And, and entrepreneurs have to start there, but if they get stuck there, then it gets stale, it gets boring. Yes. And even as a brand, it gets boring. Entrepreneurs need to have this longer term mindset of, okay, I can start there because I have to pay the bills and put, you know, make payroll, keep the lights on, put food on the table, all of those things. But if I don't shift into storytelling, then I'm never gonna build a brand that stands the test of time. And I feel like you are just yes. living that right before our eyes. Like you're making that shift into, let's get into the deep storytelling that really resonates on an emotional level.
0: Well, you just said it, the word brand, you know, and, and brand, one of the words to describe that is, is longevity and, you know, just being, you know, the, the direct response to ads guy. I mean, I, I kind of had balanced content over the last decade, which was I'd throw in a story there, like something deep, something funny, dressing up as Willy Wonka or like Wolf of paid advertising, do something fun. But then they would be surrounded with these other classic direct response advertising moments, like two and a half minutes, all the, the same formula. And I'm just like, they both serve two different pers- purposes. The really short on my phone direct response ads, they make money. They make money yep. and they feel everything. Yep. The story-based ones make money too, but those are remembered. People remember right. when we were at uh, Tony Robbins' place in, uh, in Fiji with Russell and 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 mm-hmm. Lewis and Charlie yep. doing all that crew. You know, he said something that stuck with me, and he said, "I have an, an intimate relationship with millions of people." I said, what, "What does that mean?" But think about it. When you see Tony Robbins, contacts, this
1: is Tony who said
0: this. Yeah, it was Tony who said this. Okay. And when he says something like that he's talking about, well, remember when you watch a Tony Robbins video, he might stop you from committing suicide. He might save your marriage. He inspired me to start a business, right? And look at that ripple effect. So the connection is intimate. And I just said, you know, I feel like what we teach as a company has that transformational essence to it. However, our ads don't. And that's what most people see. That's what's been seen 923 million times is, is that. And I'm like, I want it, it needs to be integrated. I want my my advertisements to tell just as much of a story as the content once you get inside and to do for people. And so each chapter of this 13 chapters kind of has a different lesson for entrepreneurship and it's not always
1: a happy ending. Love it, love it. Okay, let's go back in time, Billy. Let's go back. All right, so take me to one of those dark moments along your journey. I'm looking for the gritty stuff. I I, I want to know... Uh. I, I want to know about one of those moments where you weren't sure how you were going to come out the other side. Mm.
0: Hands down. I, I think for me, it was when my daughter's mother and I decided to not be together. And her challenge was her pam- her family was in Portland. Mine was in San Diego mm-hmm. and my daughter's on the way. And it's like, she, I mean, talk about a panic mode right? Mm-hmm. I'm just getting momentum with my company. You know how it is. It's like your company is a baby too. That needs to be groomed and got to be there and, and those things. And then it's like, as a dad, there's literally nothing more important in the world than my baby girl. So
1: what are some of the but, emotions? So it, basically you're facing this situation where you're like, I'm about to have a daughter. I'm so excited about this, but I feel like she's being taken away from me. Is that kind of the hundred uh, percent in elements? Right. And like,
0: you know, taken away it's just it's a it's from san diego to portland oregon like Mm -hmm. you know so i'm literally living and i'm in three different i mean i'm living in two states i mean when i tell you i was i was monday to to wednesday i'm traveling to portland and then the other days um i was monday thursday and then the weekend
1: so you could be with your daughter
0: yeah so that was priority right and so i'd be dadding up there and then i'd get on a plane and i'm traveling back and i mean it was massively hard because in portland i didn't have anybody when i like i don't i didn't know anyone in portland not a soul you know like not like mm-hmm. oh, I a group of friends family i don't they, I, there's not a single person in Portland I knew. So when I'm up there, I'm in this apartment by myself with my daughter, never been a dad before, no idea how to do dadhood stuff. You know, I'm out here, I got, I got poop on my hands and like trying to figure out, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm on a Google Hangout with my team trying to run this in San Diego. Damn. And it ended up like all dark situations being the best thing ever for you, right? Like to me, the mental fortitude it took to uh, put myself in a complete place of fear. It was just fear. I was so afraid of being a dad, 27 years old. I was, I was like,
1: Oh my gosh, this is just scary. I was so afraid to live in a city by myself. Yeah. It's, oh my it's, it's being a dad is scary when you do have a support system around you. And when there yeah. is no support system around you, it's like doubly intimidating. Like who do I ask? Yes. Who? Wh- wh- where can I go for help?
0: Yeah. And so, you know, you see, unfortunately the most of the time you see a situation in media it's like single mother right like i had to do the single dad thing and now fast forward mm-hmm. five years later we're all in san diego etc i have a you know phenomenal relationship with my daughter's mom we're a great team all those good things and we're all you know we're all good but without those moments of isolation with my daughter i can tell you right now i would I would not be the, the father I am today, or even honestly the man I am today. Honestly, like I needed that. I needed that.
1: Um. What are some of the lessons that you learned through that?
0: Well, from a business standpoint, I think is y- you're genuinely fi- Like, so before kids, I think you could reschedule anything around business, right? Like mm-hmm. there was no non-negotiable time. Anything that happened, you could just put it away to the side, et cetera. And mm-hmm. so now, you know, with my daughter, it's a live human breathing, you know, thing I, I have to be attentive to. And we're talking a one-year-old, right? Or a six month or whatever, like you have to be there focused, etc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the challenges is what happens if you need to double your income, but you get your time cut in half challenge? Well, you figure out how to do it right? You figure out like, Hey, you know, the way up doesn't always need to be just putting in more hours. As a matter of fact, that's ridiculous most of the time. So I learned new strategies to master my time. I learned new tools to be in different places and truly run my company virtually with clients, et cetera. I mean, I had systems in place. So, you know, people are used to the pandemic of 2020. I had the pandemic of 2016, <laughs> you know, like I had to figure out how to do that. So um, it really equipped me well for setting that up. It, 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 it forced me to level up my team How do you invest into people, you know, because usually when the cat's away, the mice will play. So how do you create core values and a structure where even when you're gone, things strengthen as opposed to weaken. Mm -hmm. And then also too, I mean, how to love, honestly, like, you know, a lot of people tell the, the rosy story of like, oh, the moment I laid eyes on, on my daughter, it was the most unloved thing for me. I was so riddled with fear. I didn't have, I mean, I had those thoughts, right. But they were overshadowed by fear mm-hmm. what if i drop her how do i feed her what do i do you know what i'm saying like i had those real real like and it wasn't just fear, it was terrified terrified and so i learned how to do it and you realize the only way out is through sometime and I, that's what i did i just did it so you know changing diapers was scary To you change diapers like you know i i still even today you know she's five and got her room i mean i still look at the monitor like 14 times a night <laughs> it's just you breathing. You lie, let me open the door, you know? So uh, I'm still really paranoid, but you know, we, we're extremely close me me, my little one.
1: I, I love that so much. I, our culture has kind of become one where oftentimes kids are just seen as a burden that, that you know, it's like, yeah, I don't want that at, at this point in my life. Correct. You know, I don't think that until I had kids, that I even began to discover who I am as a person or what my yeah. true character is. Like I thought I knew things about myself, like, you know, oh, I'm I'm an honest person, I'm a hardworking person, you know, all of these things. But until I became a dad, I don't feel like like the true Benton was kind of like, peeled back and uncovered and I learned things about myself about when I'm impatient when when I'm triggered when I you know when I I lose my temper all of these things like kids can bring that out of you and allow you to be shaped as a person and to become Like who who you really are meant to be. I think that's a great lesson, and I think right now too, there's so much
0: bravado about being an alpha male, right? And I'm like, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a larger male, and I played sports forever, and so there was a part of me that's been into that. But when you have a little daughter. It brings you to your knees in a way that's necessary you know um, like you mentioned patience and things like that things that i would say i I didn't have i find myself Mm -hmm. having a different level of patience like all the things that i thought was like you know you see parents raise their voice i don't raise my voice at her we don't yell never curse like all love like just turns me to a mush pot and she taught me those lessons you know because before that it was always like nah we're gonna we're gonna figure this out and then it you know it, it it makes you level up. And I think vulnerability is undervalued as a leader. You know what I'm saying? So I I think she's made me vulnerable for all the right reasons and in a good way. So it's been dope.
1: Yeah, ki- kids bring that out of you, and they teach you how to do it. It's- yeah, and, and
0: they're a blessing. Like, yeah, you said like the burden thing. I mean, let's let's keep it one hundred. Like, kids are very annoying at times, but like, but most and of hard. the time they're ama- they're amazing, right? Like, we just had the best weekend with my family, and like, you know, the best moments is just like you know when they they come over and like I was I was sleeping and they were playing. She just came in and just laid laid on my on my chest. And I was like, yeah, I just want to lay with you and watch. something Like, or just random, I love you, daddy. And in the mm-hmm. first two years, that was difficult for me because they don't you, you don't get that they can't just say you know or like that first year you can't just say i love you so you pour so much into someone and you they can't reciprocate other than you know that look in their
1: eyes and so for mm-hmm. her to like now be able to communicate and share emotion is fun there there was something else that you said you you talked about how you know leveling up within this world of like i have half as much time as, as what i had before And um, our, you know, my partner and our chief creative officer, Daniel Harmon, he's always preaching to our creative teams, saying that creativity thrives under constraint. And I think that's a principle that, that, that sometimes we don't recognize it, but it's the constraints in our life that actually kind of force us to get creative and 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 I think what you described there is such a great example of that. Of this, this is my life now. It is what it is, yeah. and I have to figure out how to thrive within those constraints. I was a two point eight student in high school,
0: and let me tell you, nothing made me prepare for a test like a few hours before it was about to happen. Yep. <laughs> you know, like I needed the constraint of time to to bless me with some fire under my butt, so I can do the damn thing.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, I've been there. Yep, that's me too. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you've been through, Billy. I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot more of that coming in the in the content that's gonna start dropping in, in early May. So tell our listeners where the best places are to stay in touch with you and, and to be able to see all this content as it comes out. Yeah, I haven't even talked. Uh, so right now, honest, you guys,
0: you, you can't really find me right now. I'm off of everything. So I would say our podcast podcast billy Jean's marketing offends the internet it's exact it's so wildly inappropriate let me just put a disclaimer it's very very inappropriate don't listen to it ever since i mean it's 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 comedy satire in five minute episodes but outside of that subscribe to our youtube channel or follow us on instagram ask you know what even better i'll find you just
1: be online. I'll find you. <laughs> I <love it> too. <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll show up in your newsfeed at some time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Billy, final question. All right. We're in early 2021. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs who are, who are listening right now. What single tip would you give to the entrepreneurs who are facing 2021 right now?
0: I think it's appropriate on this podcast that the tip would be to stand out, but because nobody's going to remember you if not, but I think more than anything is one word simplification. If you're growing your business right now, there's nothing like, just think about it. If all you did today was allocate 90% of your time every day to asking people to buy, would you make more money? Of course the answer is, but most of the time when small businesses audit their time, 90% of their time is on everything else, except for the ask, selling, creating ads, profit producing activities. So you got to switch that, change your 90, 10, stop putting 90% of your time on BS. And if you can't make money as a result of doing that activity and like, and doing that again and again, every single day, simplifying that process where you can ask every single day, then you're not going to grow. You'll be stuck. So find ways where you can ask more people at all times, which is why I love advertising because it asks people yes. to buy it while we're sleeping around the clock in all different parts of the world. So that's the thing I would tell them. Matter of fact, actually I'd give it a different one. It's just make a video ad that sells something like you want to talk about scale. The biggest thing is make a video that sells something. This, this They know this message. Like I'm a fan of this message. I know this message. Like just make a video that sells something. And if you're not good at it, practice. Yeah. You, Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, and for the listeners, like Billy and I talked early on in this episode almost disparagingly about direct response marketing, and it wasn't intended to be disparaging because direct (laughs) response marketing is what drives the sales. It's the lifeblood of your business, and you have to go there. So the the point of that conversation was just to say that entrepreneurs need to also have a long term focus where they're building a brand over time and not to get stuck only living in in the direct response world.
0: You probably won't have the money or cash flow or time to do the creative storytelling. Exactly. It's got it's got to be the fundamentals. Exactly. So start there, and then again, you guys, I'm listening. I'm making the switch. Eleven years later, <laughs> you know what I mean. So right. everything before that was a decade of practice, getting my ten thousand hours in. That's exactly right.
1: Awesome. Once again, Billy, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing with our listeners. And for our listeners out there, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, as always, if you want to learn more about Harmon Brothers, check us out at HarmonBrothers.com And we'll see you on the next episode. At Harmon Brothers, we're known for what we call our hero campaigns. These are big nationwide campaigns for brands like Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple Mattresses, Lumi deodorant, and many others. What makes these campaigns special is that they've helped scale those businesses by tens of millions of dollars each. Now, companies reach out to us on a regular basis wanting a hero campaign. They want that type of growth, they want that type of branding, and they want that type of awareness. But the simple reality is, most businesses and entrepreneurs aren't yet quite ready for that level of growth. So we've built what we call a hero incubator that is designed to help entrepreneurs and companies prepare for a hero campaign and to be ready for the type of growth that they're looking for. The hero incubator starts with a marketing audit. We offer these marketing audits for free and you can apply for one at harmanbrothers.com forward slash audit.